We all have to practice being more visible and being more vulnerable and holding space for more in our business so that we are increasing that capacity for what we're able to do and also what we are able to receive. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Welcome back to another quickie episode of She Leads First, where we know that every conversation holds the opportunity for growth. Today, I want to bring forward a conversation that I was having with one of my private clients over the last couple of weeks. It's something that we've been talking about and navigating together, and it's a conversation that everybody should have. Everybody is going to experience this on their journey in their own way. But when we're building businesses online, there is this skill that needs to be cultivated. There is this process of getting comfortable, getting visible in ways that we really aren't challenged necessarily in our lives to do so growing up. Sure, maybe you've had experience public speaking here and there. Maybe you've spoken on stages before. I got a couple lessons in this when I was a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer practicing being visible. But beyond that, you don't really get a crash course in how to increase your capacity for visibility. Because with visibility comes vulnerability. And with that vulnerability is you opening yourself up to feedback, to potential criticism, to making yourself open for other people's opinions to come your way about what you are saying. And more so when we are showing up in our businesses online, we are sharing our crafts. We're sharing our life's work. We are sharing our art in many ways. And so there is this deep sense of vulnerability when you are looking at your business and you're looking at your marketing strategy and you are saying, okay, well, I would love to have a bigger business. I know that that means that my business needs to be more visible. And for many of us as coaches and as service providers, that means that we need to be more visible. I need to be more comfortable showing up. I need to get on my Instagram lives more. I need to go live on TikTok more. I need to make more content where my face is in the camera and I am speaking to my audience so they can hear my voice. I need to do more masterclasses. I need to go to in-person events. I need to teach other people's groups. There's so much where you are challenged to really be visible in a way that your nervous system might not be used to, especially if you are like me and you grew up as an introvert and you intentionally avoided situations where you were very visible, especially if you were also a shy introvert, I absolutely was growing up, this can feel really jarring. This can feel like a lot to learn how to navigate. And so what my client and I have been talking about is how to increase your capacity, 
how to become more visible without sending your nervous system into orbit, without losing it a little bit and wanting to crawl into a hole and hide for five days. Because sometimes when you do too much too fast or you don't do it intentionally, that is the ramification. That is the aftermath of what it feels like to be, quote unquote, too visible too fast. And so I want to walk you through five steps that I have outlined of how do we ease our way into this? How do we keep making progress? How do we start doing the things that we know we want to do that require more visibility without feeling like we're losing it? So the first step in this process here is to identify, really get clear, well, what are those pieces of visibility that I want to bring into my business that I want to normalize? And the way that I really think about this for myself is when I envision the business that I want one year from now, three years from now, five years from now, what level of visibility has that version of myself normalized? What are the things that she does every single day or every single week that maybe right now I'm not doing? because they feel scary. But I know that if I want that version of my business that I'm visualizing, I have to get comfortable with them. So is it, for example, going live on Instagram once a day or once a week? Is it running a live masterclass once a month? What is it for you? What is it that in your business, the dream business that you want when you visualize that? Okay, what is the marketing that goes alongside of it? When you see other people's businesses and what they're doing and how they're showing up, What level of visibility have they normalized? Are they putting out a podcast every week? Is that an edge for you? What is it that you need to normalize? So step one is getting clear on, well, what are the pieces that I actually need to do? Because maybe I don't need to do everything. Maybe it feels like I have to get good at everything, but there's actually just one or two things right now that feel like I can start working on. And so as we're identifying, we want to say, well, what's the easiest starting point for me? What is one thing that maybe I'm not doing right now that I can add in? Just to give this like a tangible example, if I were starting to lose weight for the first time, so if I were trying to get fit and I haven't been working out, I haven't been doing anything, right? If I've been in couch potato mode, the first thing I'm not going to do probably is join like CrossFit or something really high intensity. Out here in LA, we've got Barry's Boot Camp. I think they're in New York too. Like I wouldn't do some crazy high intensity workout class if I haven't been working up to that. I would probably start with something like, I'm just going to go on a walk every day. Like that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to inch my way into this. I'm going to take it step by step. I'm not going to go zero to a thousand overnight because that's going to make me feel terrible. I'm going to be so sore the next day and it's going to make me not want to do anything else. The same is true for your business with your visibility as you are practicing showing up more and more bigger and better. So what is that first piece? And I'm just going to share for a lot of people, I have encountered this with many, many clients and I felt this myself. That first piece oftentimes is something like going live on Instagram for the first time. This, I don't know why, is such a milestone. It feels so terrifying when you haven't done it before. So for a lot of people, This is a good example to think about. This is a good one to start with. Or maybe it's talking on your stories. Maybe it's even a little step below the live. Whatever it is for you, first get clear on that thing of like, I know I need to normalize this and this feels like the first step. So that's part one. That's step one of these five steps here to increase your capacity for visibility is get clear on what do you actually need to increase? What is that first milestone that you are gonna work on? Once you've identified what you need to do, step two is to really ask yourself, what am I so afraid of? If I've been putting this off, if I'm like, this is way too scary, I can't do this, ask yourself why. Get clear, journal it out, whatever you got to do. What 
is that worst case scenario that you are really afraid of. Ask yourself, get clear, think about it. What is actually the worst case scenario that could happen? And that is step two, because you need to identify what the fear is. You need to identify what's been holding you back. If we keep on the example of going live on Instagram, a lot of times I find out from people, it's like, well, my mom actually follows me. Like my neighbor follows me. And I'm afraid that they're going to show my family. I'm afraid that people are going to talk about me. A lot of times it's just people we know, like someone from high school still follows you. And you're like, I don't want them to see me because they don't know this version of me. So you have to identify what it is because a lot of times we don't even know until we go digging and we're like, oh, that is the root of this fear. Because then we can either one, solve it or two, which is my step three of this process here is play that out to the end. Let's say worst case scenario happens. Let's say your friend from high school joins that first live you do and types in the comments, what the heck are you doing? How are you going to handle that? In an empowering way, how are you going to handle that? Let's say it does happen. Worst case scenario, how are you going to handle it? Because the truth of the matter is you can. You can handle the worst case scenario. And the good thing is it doesn't usually happen. We don't usually actually end up living in our worst case scenario. It almost never happens. But I find that when we prepare, when we just take a moment and we're like, okay, well, if this happened, here's how I would respond. It would probably be a little uncomfortable for like eight seconds. And then I would get over it. She would leave the live. I would tell her to like, hey, haha, so funny that we know each other from high school. Thanks for popping on. This is my new business. Welcome. And you move on. Usually what we find out then as we just are like, okay, here's how I would handle it. We find out I'm going to be okay. If my worst case scenario happens, I'm going to be okay. But sometimes just having that plan is all that your nervous system needs to take a little break. The alarm bells can go off because now you know what the alarm bells are for. When your brain is like, don't do that. Don't go live. That's too scary. Why? Okay, if that's why it's scary, what would I do if that actually happens? So that brings us to step four. After we have asked ourselves in the worst case scenario, what would I do to get through it? Now you know you can do the thing because you've got your plan for no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Step four, you got to schedule it and give yourself some accountability. So I'm not talking just put it on your Google calendar. I'm talking tell other people about it. Because you know, and I know, we know between us, if you don't tell anybody about it, then you don't think you really have to do it. And then day of when you were going to do it, you're going to find a reason not to do it. So put it on the schedule. Yes, but also give yourself some type of external accountability where you let people know what's happening. So if you're going to go live on Instagram, use the Instagram live scheduling tool and post it on your profile. Post a countdown timer and invite people to it. If you want to run a live masterclass, schedule it, make the Zoom link, put it on the calendar, email it out to your list, right? Create some external accountability so that you will actually show up and do it because it's on the schedule and because you have told people about it. And then our last step, and this is my favorite one because this one helps the most, in my opinion, because it's at the end and it's the piece that nobody expects. Step number five, to increasing your capacity for visibility is to know that a vulnerability hangover is likely coming after the thing. In my experience, this is what happens. You do the thing. You do the scary thing. You're riding the high of that. Your adrenaline is going afterwards. You feel so great. You're like, I'm so proud of myself. That went so much better than I thought it was going to. And then you close your laptop, 
close your phone down, whatever it is that you were doing, you take a, a few steps back, your nervous system calms down, your adrenaline comes back down to a normal level, you're sitting with it, and then you start to pick yourself apart. You start to go back and you're like, oh, did I even say that thing I wanted to say? Did I explain this clearly? Did I say that kind of in a dumb way? Are people going to think that was bad? Is anyone even watching the replay? Wait, it only has two likes. Should I take this down? You're going to start second guessing it. That vulnerability hangover is kicking in where you stop riding the high of the thing. And then you're like, oh my God, what did I do? Did I just make a big mistake? Did I just make a fool of myself? And the answer is no, you're always fine. But we need to know that we need to mitigate that feeling because it's just a natural reaction to stepping outside of your comfort zone. Your brain just starts to fill in the gaps. And because it's unknown, I don't know why our brains do this, but they do it in a negative way. They make us think about all the things that potentially went wrong instead of the things that went right. And so I like to anchor in after any time I do something that I know is going to pull me so far out of my comfort zone that I'm going to need to recalibrate. For me, movement works really well after something like that. So if I'm going to go live for the first time and I'm scared about it, or if I'm going to get interviewed on a podcast for the first time and I'm nervous about it, afterwards, I'm going to go move my body. Because I know that those endorphins are going to offset some of that vulnerability hangover because they're making me feel good. So I'm not dropping down into negative feelings. At worst, I'm just hitting neutral as the adrenaline starts to come back down. I have found really nothing gets the job done, like going for a workout, going for a walk, going on a hike, being outside in fresh air, going and debriefing with a friend sometimes has the same effect too, because that way you're not just shame spiraling in your head about things that may or may not have actually happened or been perceived in the way you're thinking about it. You're saying it out loud and they can reflect back to you. Great job. I'm sure it was so great. Proud of you for doing that. Do something that isn't just you sitting alone with your thoughts, but particularly movement seems to work really well. So that's step five is prepare for the vulnerability hangover. Go move your body, go meet a friend, go do something to celebrate the big thing that you just did. So again, you're not sitting in this spiral of, oh, wow, that was big and that was scary by yourself, you're giving yourself a chance to feel really good about it and ground that in, ground that new feeling in of this is something I can do. I showed up for myself and I am really proud of how I did and what I did and that I did the thing. So I hope that you found this helpful. This is such an important part of the conversation, like I said, because we all have to go through it. We all have to practice being more visible and being more vulnerable and holding space for more in our business so that we are increasing that capacity for what we're able to do and also what we are able to receive. As always, you guys, if you loved this episode, do me a favor and screenshot it wherever you are, share it to your stories, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway was and slash or share it with a friend who needs to hear this today. That is my ask to you to help me share this podcast with as many people as we can possibly reach with this message. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I will see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. 
I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.